Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dear Women I Got Y'all. I'm your host, Jasmine Griffith, and today we have like a really juicy episode in store. So we have, oh, she's like a diva, I love her. She's like an ad week creative 100. She owns her own cannabis brand. She owns her own agency. And she's like a boss on LinkedIn. You probably have heard of her already. We have the fabulous Jade Powell. Hello, round of applause for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining today's episode that I didn't even already say what the name of the episode is. (laughs) So today's episode is really, it's a combination of things. It's about closed mouth, don't get fed, but more so like building your community, building your brand and like staying true to yourself, Mm -hmm. which Jade very much so does. And I'm sure many of you follow her already. Mm -hmm. So let's jump right in. Mm -hmm. There's this big stigma about corporate America as far as if you work in corporate America, you are successful, right? And me and you both started off corporate. Jade, she started off at Delta, and I specifically started off at Porsche Cars North America. I loved it. I thought I was about to be CEO, CMO one day, but (laughs) that didn't happen that way. You know, you start to deal with personalities at work. You start to deal with race at work. You start to deal with pay and transparency and just disrespect, and it kind of gets to a point where it's like, is corporate America really, you know, what it is? So I really want to start from your journey from the beginning. What was the pivotal moment for you, for you to shift from... I'm not doing corporate America no more and I, I'm, I'm going to start my own shit. Yeah. Well, I think unfortunately for me, it took realizing that it wasn't good for my health yeah. physically That's and true. mentally that yeah. kind of made me make the decision to leave. Yeah. I was working in my jobs. I had like a huge social background. So all of my jobs were social media mm-hmm. related. And I think I got to this place where I was like, okay, I can't tell if it's me mm-hmm. or the work, yeah. but every time I go to a different job, it's not working. Yeah. It was either I just couldn't connect with the executives that yeah. I was working for, I couldn't connect to the larger mission of the company, or I would feel like the work that I was doing was really just like taking pieces of my soul away, yeah. honestly. And eventually I had this job. I was the head of social. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this will be the job. This it was like job. a woman founded company. Yeah. I felt really strongly about the mission, but six months in, I was like, girl, I'm done. <laughs> I got to get, get the, the fuck out of here. here. No, seriously. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. And it sucked because I think for me, I think that was probably like my sixth, sixth job. Yeah. And I was like, okay. It, it? it has to be me because yeah. something is not working. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately what I realized is that some people are really good at corporate America. Yeah. I was not one of them. Yeah. And it was a hard pill to swallow because I think when you're young, you're kind of sold this narrative like, OK, yeah. you're working like in your job, your career field. Yeah. You work towards being the VP or director or eventually C-suite executive at some company. And yeah. that's the career path that you follow. Yeah. So because that wasn't happening for me, yeah. I was like oh, I'm fucking up. Like, this is my bad. Like, I left that job feeling like a failure. Mm. I was like, I couldn't meet my targets. My boss was very disappointed in me. I felt like I let my team down. But ultimately, I was just like, this was not working for me because I was not supposed to be there. Yeah. So once I was out, it's like I got that clarity. You got that really. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because I used to work at this job and I wish I could say their name because every single review (laughs) on Glassdoor is like exactly on how I feel about it. But it was one of those jobs where it was like, there was no respect of time. Like you would have to be there at 7, 8 a.m. and leave at 8 p.m. and then go back, do it all over again. And the traffic. And the traffic. (laughs) The pay was terrible. I was the only, I was probably one of the very few only people of color. Mm -hmm. And they treated me like shit. And it was to the point my face was breaking out. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't afford anything. Mm -hmm. On top of that, I was losing hella weight. I was crying. This was like the first job that ever had me crying. I'm like, it's no way a job will have me crying. Like there's just no way I'm coming to work and I'm going home. 
it was just such a stressful situation. So I did get fired from that job, mm -hmm. but it was such a relief because I was like, it was a blessing in disguise. It was a blessing <laughs> in disguise. Yeah. I do want to shift gears for just a quick second. I think there's also a stigma though, where a lot of people think that entrepreneurship though mm -hmm. is beautiful, right? It's yeah. like, you, you know, you can't just work a nine to five. You have to, you know, yeah. you have to be an entrepreneur. And me personally, like, I have the entrepreneurship of me, mm -hmm. but I'm comfortable having a nine to five. Yeah. You know, so talk to us about what's your shift look like? What do yeah. you currently have going on? What does entrepreneurship look like for you? Because you have some really like dope stuff that I'm like, when people hear about it, it's like, yo, she does what? Yeah. So for me, entrepreneurship is literally doing the things and working on the projects that bring me joy. Yeah. Um, and that was very intentional for me because I was coming from corporate America yeah. and not feeling like I could be successful there. Yeah. So I had to really think about what does success look like for me and mm -hmm. redefine that in a way that worked for me and made sense for my life. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, okay, if I'm going to go on this path of owning my own business, what do I want that to look like? And for me, that looked like doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I want to be a weed lady yes! <laughs> because I love my weed, parts <laughs> of the plant. <laughs> and then I was like, I also want to do my creative marketing work as well. Mm -hmm. And I also want to be me. So in all of that. So I was like, I'm starting my agency, my content and creative development agency. And ironically, my agency was literally formed because I wanted to have agency it over the is. things that yes. I wanted to do, over the output that I wanted to produce, mm -hmm. the, the work that I wanted to create. Mm -hmm. I did it all for me and mm -hmm. my ultimate happiness. And with weed, ironically... <laughs> I love it. I love how we're talking about weed so casually. Girl, go ahead and tell them real quick. So with Weed for Black Women, that also was a part of that narrative. I worked in corporate cannabis that was not working for me. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do weed my own way. Yes. And that started off with building a community of fellow Black women weed lovers. Hello. And it's been able to grow so beautifully over the past year and a half with my co-founder. And it's been amazing. So I'm it's literally so just dope. doing what I want to do. I, I literally love that. So mm -hmm. the whole reason why I wanted to do this episode, and I kid you not, is I was on live one night and I was doing a live about just like career. There was a lot of layoffs going on and things of sort. I kid you not, there was probably maybe like 10,000 people on this mm -hmm. live. And I started, it was so many people that had just recently got laid off and they were talking about, Jasmine, like, how do I find a job? You always have a job. And I was talking <laughs> to them about LinkedIn. Yeah. And no shade. <laughs> No shade to anybody that's watching this, but I was astounded at how many people were like, what is LinkedIn? Yeah. What do you do on LinkedIn? Like, I don't like LinkedIn. I don't need mm -hmm. to have a LinkedIn. The reason why I bring this up is if you guys follow Jade, Jade is very bold on LinkedIn. <laughs> She's, she says the shit that you probably would never in your life would think, you know? She treats LinkedIn, and what I love about it is you treat LinkedIn as another social playground. Yeah. People don't treat LinkedIn as a TikTok, as an Instagram, as mm -hmm. a Pinterest. You do. Like, you're literally a black woman mm -hmm. talking about cannabis, mm -hmm. asking where the hoes are at. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what fuels this boldness? What makes you feel like you're comfortable enough to be this bold on a platform that's very consider conservative yeah. or consider to be just on a professional sense? Well, my goal in life is literally to do the things that bring me joy. And what brings me joy is being authentically me. Absolutely. <laughs> and for me, I think even as a working professional, like I get to define what that looks like for me. Yeah. So, you know, my purple hair, my nose ring, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. Whether I'm in a boardroom or like meeting you in person at a WeWork. Yeah. And I want to emulate that online so that people know that what you're getting online is exactly who I am in real life as well. So that they know who they're working with. Yeah. You're working with someone who likes to smoke during her creative process. Like, I am smoking <laughs> I'm smoking. During the day. <laughs> Keep the drug test away from me because I will fail. <laughs> 
And I also want them to know like how I talk. You are getting a black woman from Atlanta with yeah. Jamaican roots and how I talk is how I talk. <laughs> so I love that's it. just something I want to carry because I want people to know who they're working with and yes. that is me. Please tell everybody my favorite quote. Because I just, please, I need, I need everybody to know, y'all. So this is honestly my favorite post, too. I just thought it was really funny. Again, a high thought. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. I was like, it wasn't sober when you wrote that one. It was the weed. Um, but I said, where the hoes at? And by hoes, I mean the people that hop from job to job to get the pay they deserve. Period. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Do you ever feel like, though, like this, the boldness and you're passionate, has it ever hindered, like, you getting a client or has it ever been like a topic of conversation? Like, you know, because I feel like it was one point in time where I was very bold like that mm -hmm. too. And I was getting called out about, about my jobs. And yeah. somebody was like, you know, you need to put in your bio, like these, I think these are my words. Mm -hmm. I mean, with, I say what I mean when I am something like that yeah. along those lines, but you don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm like, it's 2023. Why do I have to give a disclaimer? But have you have clients been pushed off because of that? Or have you had any backlash because of your boldness? Not that I'm aware of, to Go be honest. Girl. So Absolutely. far, I feel like it's if anything, it's helped me get opportunities. Yeah. I think people just like the authenticity because I think it makes them feel like they're working with a real person who yeah. they already have an understanding of like what my personality is and yeah. what it may be like to work with me. Yeah. So oftentimes I feel like I'm celebrated for it. I can't tell you the yes. amount of times where I've been on a call where I'm trying to pitch my services and they're like, we're fans of you yes. <laughs> because we follow you on LinkedIn we follow you on Instagram or wherever it may be and they're just like we love your content we love how you show up and that's something we want to emulate in the work that we do together see and that's where I want to go into the subject of the difference between an influencer mm -hmm. and creator because the difference between me and Jade is like I have a high following mm -hmm. naturally just mm -hmm. from like the content that I post mm -hmm. but you don't mm -mm. but you're considered still like a creator and you're still able to obtain partnerships, you're still able to make money off of content. So I want to speak to that a little bit because I think a lot of people are confused around this idea of UGC creator and influencer. Like, mm -hmm. and we were talking about this earlier where yeah. like influencer and UGC, that shit going to die out. <laughs> Hate to break it to you girls. You know, Sorry. the money is drying the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The money is not there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to figure out a way to kind of build your own, you've built your own brand. Mm -hmm. Everything that you have from being We For Black Girls mm -hmm. to having your own agency mm -hmm. to even your LinkedIn, it's literally your brand, Yeah, you know? So let's talk about that a little bit. What advice do you give to people that are maybe are not on LinkedIn yeah. or that kind of struggle with this like identity on social media where they feel like, well, no, I gotta be on TikTok, I gotta be on Instagram, that's yeah. where the money's at. I would say just create where you want to create yeah. in the meantime, because yeah. you can always grow later across platforms and even offline as well. But I think pick a, a starting point that feels very natural and easy to you and yeah. let it progress from there. Because I do think because there's so much platform, there's so many yeah. platforms available to us, we feel like we need to be on everything. Yeah. We feel like we need to insert ourselves into everything, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You can be behind the scenes. You can be the person that picks up the camera. You can be the person that writes. Mm -hmm. um, that's also something I, I lend to being a content creator. I think it's a beautiful position to be in because it can mm -hmm. be a lot of things. You yeah. can be a writer, you can be a photographer, you can be an artist. Content is everything yeah. and I think it keeps it very general so that you can just lean into what your talents are and what you feel like you really love yeah. where I feel like influencing is a little bit different is that it's like all about you and your face Ugh, <laughs> and so what annoying. you're trying to literally influence people to buy yeah. or you know put I guess get themselves involved in yeah and some people just don't want to do that it's I would say it's definitely exhausting I've, I've been influencer mm -hmm. for the last two years and Lately, I find myself, it, it affects my mental health in a mm -hmm. sense of, you know, and I was telling you this today, it's like, 
I'll be working really hard on content and I'll yeah. post it and like I don't get any likes and I don't get any views. But I've come to this realization that I'm like, if I impact one person and I get a one person that says I needed this, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. Versus a creator, like that's just your job. You just yeah. create content. You know, you like it. And you get your paper and go. You get your paper and go. (laughs) And I think you said this to me earlier. You was like, I go online, I post it, I I exit out the app. You know, and and that's it. And you even said, hey, I've I've recently had to take a hiatus off of Instagram because I'm exhausted. Yeah, it was burning me the fuck out. And I wasn't even posting that much. (laughs) Looking at trends is exhausting. It is. And it's like, you know, the work of social can be really great, especially in terms of the access that it gives you. But we do have to have a conversation about the impact that it has on our mental health. Like being plugged into your phone that much, whether you're doing it professionally, on the side, you know, as a creator, as an influencer, it is too much. We have to find time away. Yeah, I think, and I spoke about this earlier today, I think taking a digital detox is is very necessary. And I get it that so many people make money off social media. Mm -hmm. They they can't afford to take a digital detox. But like, I used to be one of those people where I'm on every single platform every day. I'm checking my email like 10 times a day to see if I have a partnership coming in. It's like, you know, to the point where like my migraines are triggered by social media on top of the media that you're consuming. And not to get real particular, but like the past week, <laughs> I have been like so consumed with the Carly Russell story. Like before before I found out it was a, a hoax. Yes. Like I was t- telling my boyfriend, I was laying in bed and I was like, I couldn't sleep. Cause I was like praying like, yeah. God, please find her. Only to find out. She was scamming. This bitch was scamming <laughs> over a nigga. Yes. You know what I'm saying? She wanted her man to get a touch of great. Yes. That, that was by far you, you won the award for that. But it was like, <laughs> And he was, you know, he was telling me this, the media that you consume can really affect your mental. And I was like, this little story of this girl had consumed me all week to the point that like I couldn't sleep. Yeah. So I think taking a digital detox sometimes and figuring out doing things or doing activities that replace what you would do on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's key. And I feel like it it makes you a lot more creative when you come back. Yeah. And let's say like hypothetically, you feel like you can't plug in, plug out yet. Yeah. Like you can take control of your feed. So something that I was doing um, last year was unfollowing a lot of the accounts that don't inspire me, make me laugh or don't make me feel good. Like I was literally following like 6,000 people on Instagram and now I'm at 960. I was like, I had to clear out my timeline. I gotta try that. Yeah, it it has really reshaped the way that I use Instagram. I love that. Um, And the timeline, it almost like feeds me through a sense of purpose now because it makes me feel better about myself and just like what type of content I'm in taking so a lot of the content i consume now is like a lot of self-help content ironically I need to, I'm gonna do that. yeah it's really good for your mental health yes. it helps yeah so what else fuels you like what makes you creative like how do you get creative when it's time to do some creative shit weed <laughs> that was not the obvious Girl. answer and then that's true though weed do be helping a bitch no, kind of like do whatever it just needs elevates to do. you a little bit a little bit <laughs> but honestly aside from weed um but also just collaborating with other creators uh, yes. and creatives in the space it's so helpful just to have an external viewpoint that's not yours so you can yeah. get out of your own brain and also just like creating freely it's like sometimes i give myself a little space to just do things that have yeah. no relation to my work at all yeah. so i'll just like open up my notebook, start doodling things. Like yeah. I don't consider myself an artist per se, yeah. but I do like to draw, so I'll do that. Or I'll just like take my phone and start capturing photos of like flowers and birds and bees that. outside. It's really healing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I want to tap into collaboration because, mm-hmm. and no shade to my my black women or anything, but I feel like <laughs> in the black community, collaboration is is people gatekeep. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole reason for this episode of Closed Mouth Don't Get Fed, especially on LinkedIn is, I think we have to learn how to collaborate a little bit better because 
being you, mm-hmm. I never knew Jade. I knew mm-hmm. her off LinkedIn and, you know, she recommended me for some things and I eventually like met her in person and I got a chance to speak on a panel and it doesn't happen too often because people are too busy. We talked about this earlier. People are too busy trying to be the only one in something Yep. versus understanding that you could have so much more success and so much power in collaborating. And it's like, I don't know how to break those barriers down yeah. in the black community. Have you? How, what's your experience with that? Well, I would say start by I empathize with yeah. those creators because I understand it. Like yeah. with black and brown creators, we have such a smaller piece of the pie that yeah. we feel like we have to fight each other. Exactly. But the reality is we're stronger in numbers. Yeah. It's, it's like, if I can refer you to, to an opportunity where we both work together, we're yeah. more likely gonna get it yeah. rather than just us trying to fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I need creators to come to a space where it's it's like, let's remove the ego a little bit. Just a second. Just a second. Just like, a we second. get it. We're all, like, very passionate about our work and what we do and yeah. what we create. But when you remove the ego, it allows you to open up yourself for opportunity yeah. to collaborate. Yeah. And collaborations are beneficial to everyone Absolutely. in the community. Everybody wins. Nobody wins with a family feud. Uh, hello. Okay. But what I also learned is with collaboration and just egos, it's like, you have to also understand, like, sometimes you're not going to be the best at everything. Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, like I don't never walk into a room, no matter how many followers that I have, I'm never the best at something. I'm always learning from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's where like collaboration comes in, which is why like, I like LinkedIn and I love mm-hmm. what you do on LinkedIn because what people don't know is you could talk to CMOs, VPs, hiring directors and everything on LinkedIn, but yeah. people don't do that because they just are like, uh, but you can have a solid conversation and ask them about their day. I mean, I was yeah. having a conversation the other day with somebody, a VP from some agency and we were talking about her house getting renovated, <laughs> yes. her getting married. She ain't like the ring that her man gave her. Like, And this is on LinkedIn. This is natural yeah. conversation before we even got to the far, fact of like, okay, yeah, let's set up some time to chat. And that's where you build your business relationships. Like, I think you told me at one time, mm-hmm. like, I don't even have to seek opportunities Mm-mm. anymore. Like, yeah. I get an opportunity a week either from LinkedIn or from word of mouth. And yeah. that's all through collaboration. Yeah. Imagine if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you would be a millionaire. We'll be with you somewhere else. Imagine I know. Niggas would be sick of me. Sick of me. <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap up, mm-hmm. any advice to give to the girlies? Yeah. LinkedIn, <clears throat> building your own brand, being your authentic self like disconnecting like what would be like some like key pieces of advice that you would give i always tell people to create when you feel inspired to create absolutely that just takes the pressure off yeah and it makes things a lot easier for you and then also don't be afraid to show people who you are like i understand especially with a platform like linkedin Everyone feels like you have to show up professionally, yeah, but who's to say your version of professionalism won't get you an opportunity? Absolutely. You have purple braids. Period. Hello. And a big ass cannabis nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the I leaf? Didn't even notice. That's a leaf? I didn't even notice. It's a, it's a marijuana leaf. I lo- <laughs> we have to zoom in on that so we can see yes. it. No, Hello. I love it. <laughs> Jay, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Wait, tell them where they can find you, your business, your agency. Like, y'all need to know what we from Black Women is. Seriously. You can follow me at Jade I Powell. That's Jade with a Y um, on all channels. Mm-hmm. And then my agency is called the M Dash Co. The M Dash. Can you just tell them what that means, real quick? Yeah. So the M Dash is my favorite punctuation. Yes. Um, I literally just named it after that because I was a former writer and I was like, I love that punctuation. That is amazing. <laughs> And Weed for Black Women. And Weed for Black Women, which I'm the co-founder of. Um, you can find us at Weed for Black Women on Instagram. And we love all plant lady things, if you yes, know what I mean. come on by. Like, it's not my organization, it's hers. But, but come, but on, come by. on by. Come on by, it's her organization. Not saying that I did yes. it either, but. Yeah, off the record, come on by. Yes. <laughs>
thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you all for tuning in. If you got any questions for Jay, please drop them down below and I'll see you at next week's episode of Dear Women, I Got Y'all. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Jasmine with Dear Women, I Got Y'all and thanks for watching. Check out our other shows, Women of Tomorrow and Hidden Hands.